the banks of the beautiful Clarence River today in the Clarence Valley in the Northern Rivers in New South Wales, Australia. So welcome to all of our beautiful listeners from all over the rest of the world. So it's a nice day to be by the river for Wildfire Tribe. If you haven't already, go to our website, wildfiretribe.life and check out all that's going on there. There's links to various different things that you can see that we've been up to. And we're very happy to be sitting beside the river and bringing you this podcast today in the sunshine. Yes, we are. And we are Sean and Kylie Henderson, the adventure mystics, always out and about on the next adventure. Freedom and adventure. Yes, the freedom and adventure mystics. So we're talking about mystical things again today. So Isn't that what we always talk about? Yeah, it is. That's why I said again. <laughs> so what's the topic? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about who am I? Who am I? So who are you? Mm. You said you were Kylie and I'm Sean. So that's the end of the discussion really, I suppose. Yeah, it seems to be an intricate discussion. It seems to be a question that people get asked and in all kinds of different ways. Um, One of the first questions about who am I that a lot of people ask and we just seem to, it just seems to roll off the tongue when we get introduced to someone or something like that. And it happens to be, what do you do? So who who am I? When people ask you, who am I? Like when you go to church and things like that, who are you? What's your name? And then generally the next question is, what do you do? What do you do for work? Do you like that, babe? (laughs) When people ask you what you do, especially after church, do you like it when they ask you after church, what do you do? Well, you're only asking because you know that I don't like it. (laughs) Well, it is an interesting question. I mean, it does. Who am I? Who am I? Especially at the end of a church service when we've all just sat there and we've just been worshipping and listening to somebody who's prepared a message you know, a really valuable life lesson from the Bible, you know, historical talk, geographical inclusions. You know, when somebody goes to the trouble to put a church service together and we enjoy it thoroughly and we learn something from it, we feel like our life has been affected and changed generally for the positive. And then as soon as it's over, we turn to people that we've never met before and they ask who you are and what do you do? It sort of takes the gloss off what church is all about for me. So what you're getting at by asking me do I like or enjoy the question is no I don't really enjoy the question because I think it's very surface level I think that it's particularly in that environment in a church environment you only get to do church for an hour or two a week you may as well make it like about God rather than the surface level discussion about what it is that you do to provide an income so that you can put food on the table. So we have a, a mystical men's gathering, a fireside group, a, a discussion group for guys every fortnight. Um, and your guys have been nutting out this, like talking about this. And, and what, what's kind of been coming up? Well, I can't tell you anything about the men's group, Kylie, because you're not a man. No, obviously I don't want to know specifics or anything, but the general vibe about, you know, when people are talking about identity and who are they, like what? So if you're wanting to join in the discussion with the men's group, which is a lot like what we do here on the podcast, we just pick a subject and we talk about it, we converse about it and we we nut it out as to uh, what what we individually believe 
as to who am I and things like that. So you would just have to get in touch with us via the website, wildfiretribe.life, uh, through Facebook or any of those types of um, socials will get in touch with us and then you can join in those conversations as well. So the conversation with the men that we had last time was, yeah, this exact topic, who am I? And what I enjoyed about it with those fellows is that no one in amongst it or actually in the conversation said anything about what it is that they do to provide an income into their households because we all understand in those sorts of discussions that this is not the discussion that we're having. It's beyond that. It's beyond what we do for a living. It's, it's more about who am I as in uh, who do I believe created me? How did I end up here? And my purpose in life, my reason for being, all of those sorts of deeper questions. Let's, you know, you get below the surface level rubbish that is the day-to-day pub-type discussion, you know, that rubbish stuff at the pub. And we know, for anybody that's stuck in that cycle of going to the pub every day, well, I'm sorry. We've provided that environment for people in the past. We've run pubs. We've been in the pubs, both sides of the bar. We know what it's like. We know what it's like to be around those discussions every day, those boring, mundane discussions of what's on TV, how was your day, what did you do today, what are you going to do tomorrow. kind of feels like there needs to be a place for those discussions as well because that's the ins and outs of life. But I really like getting below the surface of all those types of discussions. So we've just got a car pulling up here where we are. You're probably here on the microphone, so that's what happens when you broadcast from outside in a live environment. But we do it deliberately because we actually want people to hear what it's like where we live and where we inhabit. You can probably also hear crows yeah. in the sky. We've got a car reversing up here. But we'll just continue on. So, yeah, those surface-level discussions that we have in a lot of places, we have in our workplaces, etc. Mm. they seem like they are almost necessary to continue continue with those discussions to get through life they pad life out they fill in the gaps but that's not the type of discussion that we have on a podcast like this and it's not the type of discussion that we have in the men's group that we have either and it's certainly for me it's not the type of discussion that I even find myself having when I meet somebody at a at a cafe for a coffee or something like that a, a rendezvous or meeting with somebody we always just dive straight in below the surface because we really want our lives to the fullness of what God has for us and and for me I just feel like I'm just really and truly done with the the surface level boring day-to-day discussions I feel like the God that created me did not put me on earth for me to just have a mundane existence and get to the end 60 70 80 90 years down the track and die to go to heaven I really feel like gap in between birth and whenever it is that I leave the earth if that happens that there's just more there's just more that he has for me if he has more for me beyond the surface level discussion then I believe that he has more for everybody what aspect of myself then makes me who I am like if we're if it's not you know it's not I'm not my job I'm not my well who what's your identity where is your identity where does it come from who am I like, is it my family? Like, you know, am I, am I my upbringing? If you're from upbringing? a wealthy family, then you're, you know, you're from that family. You've got something to boast about when you meet people. My, I'm related to such and such. Is it my country? Yeah, where you were born. Is yes. it my footy team? Skin colour. <laughs> is it my religion? You know, because sometimes people 
say, oh, well, you know, I'm a Christian or I'm a Muslim or I'm a, I'm a Jew or a, like there's a lot of identity placed in that. So who are you? Why don't you just tell us who you are? Stop asking questions. Well, I'm a son. Well, you're a girl. Or a daughter. I'm a son and a daughter, like son you're as You're very in, confused. I know, but I use son as in the way that we use man as in not man and woman, but man as in huma- hu- humans. I was thinking about this because I find it hard to even think who I am. Like I know that because I'm still trying to figure out who I am. You know, I'm trying to figure out am I am I my purpose? Am I the things that I love to do? You know, am I I'm I'm a wife and I'm a mum, I'm a daughter, but I'm not any one of those things. Like I'm all of those things. So I started to think about, well, who does God say that I am? And I found this verse in Revelation. God says he gives us a new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give to each one a white stone and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. So I thought that was interesting because I do feel like I've had heavenly encounters where I feel like I've been given like a new identity. I've been given a a new name, a new, like what were we talking about? Like when we were talking about the mystical, like the divine agency, like I feel like I've been given like a, a some kind of a mission but it's not kind of like a doing mission. It's just part of something that's greater than myself. Like it's that it's that understanding that I'm one in Christ and then I, that I'm one with everyone that brings me into this place where I'm, I feel like I'm part of something greater than just myself and I'm identified in him, which is amazing because it kind of takes the pressure off in a lot of ways takes the pressure off me to become something rather it just I just have to be who I already am rather than me trying to strive to become something that people will recognize or remember that I already am this beautiful new creation that I already am powerful and amazing beyond my imagination there are so many aspects of myself that i don't even understand yet because I'm only you know we're just only just starting to tap into the reality of everything we've been created to be especially when we see Jesus and we see all those amazing and incredible things that he did and especially as we're like uncovering more of the mystery of what his life entailed and all of the craziness that happened in the Gospels and, and some of the wild things that we're now understanding more of the fullness of. It's like, whoa, there's so much more for us as sons, as as the new creation reality that we are than we're currently walking in. What did you think? Like, what do you think about who you are? Well, I feel like who I am 
is beyond my circumstances. It's beyond what I am, where I'm sitting right now, the motorbike that we rode here on, what I even look like, the way I dress. I feel like it's the questions beyond that. It's 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 beyond what I look like. Who I am, I feel, is more about who I say I am. Mm-hmm. Who do you say you are? Who who do you think you are? Mm determines who you are yeah if you think that you're a piece of poo because mm. i had to use the word poo instead of the other word because it's a christian broadcast <laughs> if you think that you're a piece of poo then you dress like a piece of poo you carry yourself like a piece of poo you've got an attitude <laughs> like a piece of poo so who you say you are i think has a lot to do with who you are And who you say you are comes out of that place of your thoughts about yourself, really, doesn't it? And quite possibly who you believe your creator to be and what your creator thinks of you as well. Mm. If if you believe that your creator thinks that you're a piece of poo, then you've got that thinking in your brain that that's what you are. And you're going to be one of those people that, I was going to say cruises around life, but not even cruises. You're going to be one of those people that drag yourself through your life, whinging about everything that's happening Mm. all around you because it could never possibly be anything good to happen in your life or those around you. We'll only whinge and complain and moan Mm. because there is no hope. There is no future. Everything's gloomy. Everything's a piece of poo. But in 2 Corinthians 5.17... It says, but Christ calls us new creations. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So all of that stuff, all of that old thinking, all of, even if we have made mistakes and we've, you know, done things that have made us feel like that piece of poo that you're talking about, you know, like that's it. it, We're a new creation in him. We're a new creation. He says it. He says it. So you just have to, using that verse as an example, you would just have to believe that you're a new creation. And and in that also, you have to actually go a little bit step further and believe that a new creation is a good thing. Yeah. And live out of that identity of believing who you are. I am a new creation. I was, I died with Christ and rose again. Mm. I am a new creation. All things are new. All things are better. The future is better. The future is brighter. My life is only going to get better. The tough part of your existence that you're living in right now is not forever. It's not going to get worse. It's not like it's not the best it's ever been and it's only going to get worse from here on in. It's only going to get better. And it gets better because our perspective changes. It gets better because we see differently. We have new eyes to see our situation, which is potentially the same situation as what it was yesterday. But we see it differently now. We see through a lens that allows us to be able to see all the amazing things in every day, in every moment, to be overwhelmed in our current situation with his love and his goodness and his oneness and that beautiful life that is found when we understand who we are. But when we talk about, you know, that, that positive talk, you know, it's, it's no different in an environment like the likes of Anthony Robbins, those guys who do those positive speech teachings, declaring that your future is bright, declaring that 
certain things are going to happen in your future and stepping into those you're shaping up your future and you're walking into those into that reality well what we're mm. talking about is no different is it kind of like you mm. why why is it that you would want to have a life of being an adventure mystic a christian person a believer in god the creator why would you need that to be your reality when you can just speak good thoughts and step into them yeah absolutely i think even, you know, and I mean, we've said a number of times, if you've been listening to our podcasts over the last couple of months, you would have heard us say, we are adventure mystics that for a time haven't really done much adventuring outside of our five kilometers from our home. <laughs> you know, we really have been in this really different season, this different time where it's been challenging to continue to think and verbalize the enormity of what we see for our lives um, even though our circumstances probably could look differently and maybe even well Kylie why does that why do our circumstances why why is it that we're not able to travel as much as we'd like to and get out and about and why is it like let's get real let's have a real discussion about why is it that being the freedom and adventure mystics who declare that these things are are our life, are our existence, are our future, are our that's what we want to become, that's what we've framed up for ourselves. If this is not happening for us, then why is that? Well, for us, it's only very, very simply finances. That's it. That's money. Yeah, and and that is the only thing that is preventing. But us. we've also spoken many times about. Uh, people like Paul from in the Bible who was in Absolutely. jail and who lived a life of freedom yeah. and joy even exactly. in jail. And that's what I mean. It's like every moment is is our now. So every moment is filled with and ripe with his goodness. So like we, last week when we were sharing about the, the goodness of God or a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember, it was a little while ago, and in, in that it's not a circumstantial goodness. It's not based on everything. So who you are good. is not about your circumstances. No, it's not. It's not about today no. that you've got a sore knee and no. you can't run like you used to be able to run yesterday. You're not like a broken down cripple. No. You're just temporarily unable to use your knee, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. It's not that is not who you are. Yeah, and we just have to walk out what we're walking out. Oh wow, flying fish! How cool. We are not people that are stuck in our town or our home for the lack of finance forever. No. Where those people that are at the moment are unable to go to too many other places due to finances. But in amongst that, I personally feel as if that's really just what God has for us right now. Exactly. Because if it wasn't, then we wouldn't be in these circumstances because this is, we are doing as he, as we believe he wants us to do. We're doing the things, the work or the not work. We're doing the being, the human being rather than the doing. We are being who he has us be and our circumstances beyond the miraculous, you know, hopping on your motorbike and riding for hundreds of kilometres with no fuel and that type of thing. So beyond those things actually happening for us, we are not able to do that. So if we're not able to do that, then he mustn't have that for us. Is that your thinking? Um, I'm just 
trying to be in every moment just with gratitude and with excitement and continuing to know who I am, continuing to to declare that and to believe that and to not come back into those old ways of thinking where I must have done something wrong and I'm getting punished or I must. Because it comes back to that who do you say you are thing too. Like if you feel like you're being punished and you're not able to do this or that or the next thing and you start to live out of that place of misery of, I can't afford to go here, I can't afford to go there, it's never going to change, then perhaps your words, which have power, are creating your future. My goodness, what is that thing? Oh, wow, it's like a big duck. Is it a duck or a goose? It's a duck. It's a big duck. It's like one of those ducks that Kath used to have. Some black and white speckledy-looking duck thing just came through the fence right next to us to see what our podcast is about. Hello, buddy. Hopefully he's friendly. If not... If he's not friendly, it's probably not going to end well for him. But he looks, he's quite big for a duck. He is quite big. He's like really mad. Mm. Hey, buddy, you're really cool. Yeah, so who we say we are are the Freedom and Adventure Mystics. We're able to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yep. Even if that means staying at home when you don't want to. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know that that isn't. That hasn't been easy, but it's certainly been a time of being able to establish a lot of things that are much harder to establish when we're in our typical space, which is like coming and going and being on the road. And I just know those things are opening up for us. We're excited to be traveling to other nations. We're excited to be bringing our wine and our bliss and our goodness and and our flow and our... Um, abundant wonder to be able to just connect with groups and people all over the place that that are just uh, wanting their fires to be stoked a little bit because the seeming lack that we have isn't that is not our reality because our reality is the fullness in Christ. Our reality is abundant overflow. Our reality is partnerships with amazing people. Our reality is a network of just beautiful, mystical people across the world that we're coming into friendship with, that we're, that we're in friendship with, that we're in oneness with, that we're in flow with. And these things are opening up for us all the time. So... Uh, it's just being in that place of presence. It's being in that place of I know who I am. I know that I, my new creation reality is that I am, I am loved. I have a new name. I am filled with joy. I, I am the new creation in Christ. Like I, we have all that we need and an abundance for every good thing and we have life to the full and we have and we are we are sons we we know that we are sons so reoccurring thoughts in your mind tell you who you are so if you declare that you're a son of god those reoccurring words and thoughts creating you who you are as well that's what i was saying about i am who i say i am who you say you are also changes the environment that you live in, changes your mood, changes the atmosphere, changes outcomes because of who you say you are. So in 2011, God spoke to me when I was riding through the Northern Territory in Australia 
on a trike, a three-wheel motorbike, and since that moment on, I have come to the realisation that I am his son. And some days that feels more real than others. But that from that moment on, my life's completely changed in the way that I understand who I am. So who am I? I am a son of God who had that revealed to me in 2011. And since that moment, our lives have changed immeasurably. Mm. It hasn't necessarily changed immeasurably in the way that we've had more finances or we've had more health. We probably actually are healthier now, though. That's probably due to other reasons, intentionally exercising and things like that and getting rid of bad habits as well that have come about from that reality of realizing who we are. So just because you say that you're a daughter or I'm a son of God, that's who we say we are. That's who we are. Who am I? Well, I'm a son of God. So when you say that you are that, I have evidence to back up from the testimony of my life in the last 12 years that things have got immeasurably better. But not everything, unless there's a different scale of measurement than what the world has. Because financially, we're probably, we could even be worse off Mm. than we've been since before that awakening to who I am. I feel like financially, it's been a, a 12 years of really difficult times. But in other ways, mentally, physically, uh, relationally, things have been better, Mm -hmm. way better. Yeah, absolutely. So understanding who you are or framing up who you think you are, according to the testimony of my life, has changed my life one way or the other. And I don't think that it can be separated from, I, I, I think that you would have to declare that that is what has happened that is what's brought about change Mm. however you measure the change and like I said in some ways I feel like we're poorer financially than we've ever been but we're better in almost every other way that is measurable yeah absolutely I mean our minds are freer our uh, perspective is like our hearts have been changed our our so what you don't want to do then is come to the realization or say that you have or declare that you're a believer in God or become a Christian or put your hand up for salvation or any of those terms is probably not a wise decision to make according to the testimony of my life like my lived experience to come to that realization and then expect everything including your finances to be better because what has happened in our lives has not been that. And I think that even comes back to identity because we know people in our situation too that have got a very vibrant, mystical walk with God that are really going great guns with that. That's their right. Finances. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be like that forever. Though, no, because not it's, at all. it's back to that conversation of framing up who you say you are and what your future looks like yeah. is what you're more likely to step into. So by talking about the fact that our finances may be not great right now, doesn't mean that that's what they're going to be forever and this kind of leads into my next question because we we both 
our families have identified success with finances our whole lives. Our whole lives have been built around the class within our society that highly values hard work and accumulating finances. So although we have excelled extremely well in the hard work, that never really turned into for us a lot of finances. And a lot of people would understand that. There are a lot of people that work really, really hard in their jobs, whether they're wage earners or whether you're um, a business person or something. And that never is really equated to what you thought or felt like all of those hundreds and thousands of hours of of really hard work and serving people um, should have equated to. But I feel like that's also been part of our journey of that the renewing of our mind has been coming into that place about seeing things through a different lens, which is God's measure is not finances. He's, he, he's, it's not that he doesn't want us to have finances. I don't agree with that. I think he wants us to have abundance. But when when our whole identity is framed up in that, and we we are we have chosen a road where we have gone all in, and it's okay if you don't want to go all in. If you're if you're wanting, you to, still get to go to heaven, don't you? Definitely, like absolutely. There is it, but this is then. Why would you is, go all in? Like all in. What do you us, mean by going all in? Well, for some of us, we just can't be dipping our little toe in the water, just like showing up to a service on Sunday and that being enough for us. That was never enough for us. We were 24-7 relational sons of God right from the beginning. We couldn't let that go. We couldn't just keep him in a little box where he only invaded one aspect of our life. Like we were always everything in. Like, and so I think that this is just, and because there's not really, time is irrelevant to, like God works outside of time. So as we're going through this process of the renewal of our mind and the different things that we're walking through to become who we already are, (laughs) the essence of the new creation reality, it just means like letting go a lot of those preconceived ideas that we always had about what that looked like. And it's uncomfortable and it's not for everyone and that's okay. But if it is for you, if you are truly one of these freedom and adventure mystics where you've just stood on the cliff top and you know that you've been given wings and that it's time to fly. Like it's just Yeah. Well speaking of standing on cliff tops <laughs> it it made me remember exactly what I was like before that moment in two thousand eleven when I was standing on a cliff top. Mm. It's a delicate conversation to have. So if you're triggered by a delicate conversations around choice of life and death, etc, then perhaps just turn off for a moment or just know that it's coming. But I do want to talk about the choice of living or dying. It's a very heavy topic. Whoa. But you brought it up. You talked about being on a cliff top and we're talking about identity. We're talking about who I say I am. Now, before that time in 2011 where I came to the realization of who I am in that I have a God who created me and loves me and wants the best for my life, I was literally on a cliff top 
not long before that, considering jumping off that cliff top so that I could end the confusion and the misery that I was living in. And what do you think it was that made you feel like that it was that that was I feel like a good option? There's a lot of circumstances that put me into that that thinking, you know, that depressed thinking, that state of mind, that miserable existence of feeling like that I was not worthy of anything better or that the world didn't hold anything better for me as well, that my future was never going to be any better. And it's beyond even just thinking it for a moment or two or occasionally or, you know, as a passing thought, but I was really in that place of living in my reality that nothing, that the world had no goodness for me, that I was I was a, that piece of poo we were talking about before, that waste of space. So there's a number of reasons, there's a number of things that I was doing at the time I, I feel that contributed to me staying in that pit too when it comes to choices regarding health and drugs and alcohol and things like that as well. That was definitely part of my story, uh, pornography, things that really open up the spirit realm of deception and darkness. I I was there. I was there and I was I didn't think that there was a way out. But when my reality when my reality and my de- identity became about him in me and me in him, I everything changed. Everything changed and not circumstantially necessarily because circumstantially like we've spoken about financially etc we've probably been worse off but I've not been in a place where I've felt like I wanted to jump off that cliff again because I feel like I've had it revealed to me who I am although some days I don't feel like I'm living that reality I've never I've never been back in that place in 12 years where I felt like I had no hope at all. Mm. So I wonder what it was then that changed when you think like at that point in time you had two beautiful kids, you still have two beautiful kids, you had a a beautiful wife, you still have the beautiful wife, you had um, a great place to live, you still have a great place to live. Like circumstantially, pretty much our circumstances weren't much different moving past that point of the revelation of who you actually really are. So what does that do? What does what do? That that revelation of like who you are. What it does or what it's done for me, like this is not a preach about what it can do for you or anybody else listening. I, well, in a way, you, you've got to apply what you're hearing and when you're hearing from me to your own life, if you choose or not, it's up to you. But my experience in my reality from that moment forward of God revealing to me who he sees me to be, I feel like it's answered that question that we started with, of who, who am I? He has answered that question for me by saying, you're a chosen person. You're a person who I see. You're a person who I love. You you do have a purpose and not not in the way of you have a career path that I have laid out for you, but your purpose is to be a son on this earth. Mm. And that purpose alone, that identity 
in him seems to have somehow filled a space that was before that a big, dark, empty hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading in Romans 8, uh, verse 38 and 39, it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah, well, that's it. That's exactly the reality for me is that I feel like nothing can separate me from his love and and that outworks itself by keeping me out of that place of misery. I just... I just feel like that is my reality that Mm. there is nothing that can separate me from his love like when we talk about you know things that put me in that hole or kept me in that hole probably kept me there rather than put me there you know the abuse of your body through drugs and alcohol etc and other things my story after God revealed himself to me didn't change those circumstances immediately either but I still was not in that dark place yeah. anymore. I still drunk alcohol excessively for 10 years. Mm. 10 years. I had a red hot go. I was very good at it. But I never, I never got to a place where I felt like jumping off that cliff again because I never felt from that time onwards that I've ever been separated from his love. There, there is like a journey still, isn't there, where you start to walk out that relationship with him and then you go, okay, the only father that I've ever known is my earthly father. So then I feel like there is this tendency to come into your relationship with God the Father in the same way that you were raised as a son. I definitely, but you, you know... And that, that is true. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely true. Of course, you're going to think of God in the same way that you were raised by your father or not raised by him if he wasn't around. But that's delusional to, to think that that's who he is because he's your heavenly father. And, and really, you need, to, you need to find out the truth of who your heavenly father really is to replace that understanding of who and how you've been treated on on earth. Uh, You may have been treated spectacularly well. It's not everybody's story, but if you have been and you've been raised in a loving home, then that's sensational, but God is more than that even. Yeah, it's so true. In fact, he says in John 15, 11, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Doesn't sound like there's much joy in this conversation. <laughs> it's been a joyless conversation <laughs> right from the start. We're in a beautiful spot down by the river. We've got a duck near us. It's pretty cool. He's settled down and sitting there. And the sun is glistening on mm. the water. There's like diamonds on the water in front of us. They've just been shining on us the whole time. It's absolutely So let's inject some joy into the conversation then, please, Kylie. Well, um, 
Paul says in his letters, and I know Paul, he could have even been in jail when he wrote this, but he was like one of those guys that did seem to find a measure of joy in the difficult places. Um, it, uh, it says in Ephesians, I am a saint. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm chosen and predestined for adoption into sonship by the heavenly father. I'm accepted by God as a recipient of his grace. I'm redeemed and forgiven in Christ. I have a wonderful inheritance of spiritual riches in Christ and I am indwelled and sealed by the Holy Spirit who guarantees my inclusion into the family of God. And that includes all of us. All of us are included. Nobody is excluded. I have access to spiritual wisdom and insight in Christ by the Holy Spirit. And I participate in the resurrection and ascension of Christ because of the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. There's a lot of amazing things in our in the revelation of who we are in Christ. So who we are in Christ is actually like this amazing, amazing thing to celebrate. <laughs> it's like this place of overflow. And I feel like this is this has been the difficult part for me, being, you know, a freedom and adventure mystic. That's just been spending some time at home. And that has been to continue to At least come we have into a home. that. Oh, it is so beautiful and amazing. Like we are so blessed. And that is the thing. That is the thing is that that being fearful of the future or being regretful or sad about the past removes all of the incredible beauty that is found in this moment. And this moment is now. And our new now is the fullness and the overflow and the goodness of everything in this moment right now, which for us right now is sitting on the banks of the mighty Clarence River with the sun shining and on this sweet green grass with the love of my life and we're just... A duck. And a duck. I know. We even have a duck that's come over to be our friend. He's he's sitting down just near us and his eye is just staring at us. (laughs) So who do you say you are? Who do you say you are today? Who do you say you are tomorrow? Mm. Who do you say you are for the rest of the year? Yeah. Well, how about you make a, some form of rosy declaration for us so that we can step into that declaration of who we say we are? Our reality is overflow and abundance. Our reality well, is... we are not our circumstance. That's right. Exactly. That is not us because continually, all the time, we are meeting with people that see on us freedom, that see on us hope, that see on us bliss and love. And, and that is the same for you. You are not your circumstances. You are the glorious new creation. Like, we are his creation He formed my inward parts and knit me together in my mother's womb. We praise him because he has made us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, Lord. My soul knows this so well. Mm. Like everything about us is beautiful and intricate and incredible. We are made up with more tiny little moving parts than there probably are grains of sand on whole entire beaches. 
Like we are so intricate and beautiful and wonderful. God has put everything under his power and made him the head over everything for the church, which is Christ's body. The church is filled with Christ and Christ fills everything in every way. So we are the fullness of him. We are the new creation reality. We are the overflow. We are the wonder. We are the breakthrough. We are life. We are freedom and goodness. Your mate Paul, he also said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Come on. The life I now live in the body... I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. (laughs) So who you say you are is not even, according to Paul, he's not even saying that he is Paul anymore. He said, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Mm. But Christ lives in me. (laughs) So Paul is Christ. Yes. Who's living in him. Absolutely. And if Paul is Christ, so too are we. So too are we. So too are you. Absolutely. So if you think of yourself as being any less than that, then you've fallen short and you've summed yourself up and boxed up your future as something less than that. Yep. Absolutely. Who do you say you are? If God looks at you and loves you and he made you in his image, as it says in Genesis that he did, he made you, he made you in his image and you were good. Then when he looks at you and he sees that you're good, that he sees that you're made in his image, in God's image, Jesus being his son, if you want to think about it, in the way that a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people say, oh, when you look at someone else, look at them, you know, through the eyes of God, see them as being Jesus, then you'll be able to love them. Mm. Then we are his creation. We are actually, there's Christ in us. He sees us as Christ. So he sees you as Christ, then who are you? (laughs) If God sees you as Christ... Paul is no longer living inside himself, but Christ lives in him, and he has Christ living in him, then so do we, and that's who we are. Mm. Yep. I think that we, I think that our thinking tells us that that's not true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, whilst ever there is any kind of understanding of separation, that it's God up there and us down here, that it's Jesus coming back, to save us again when he actually already saved us. So it's no longer Kylie that lives, but Christ who lives in you. Yes. Yeah. Come on. There's no separation. There's no separation. There's no distance between you and God. No, there's no distance. (laughs) So then we probably don't even need to worry about finishing off the podcast or anything. We just need to cruise on as sons Mm. of God. Yeah. Yeah. Hop on our motorbike and ride. We don't even need fuel. 
So we're just speaking that over you today, guys. We're just reminding you of who you are, the glorious new creation in Christ. You are the Christ revealed on the earth right now, walking out the bliss and the wonder and the goodness. That is unity in the spirit. That is oneness in him, with him and with one another. And that's the beauty, the yeah. beauty, the beauty of that. So we haven't been saved because of our wretchedness into something slightly better, but we've just been awakened, awakened to the reality that we are sons of God. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That we were actually sons of God all of the time anyway. Yeah. And that now knowing that, changes how you frame up who you say you are mm, yeah and the outcomes of that mm. who do i say i am yeah i am a son of god and so no matter what we're walking out circumstantially none of those things frame up our identity and whatever it is that you're walking through at the moment just like we're walking through our things that uh, keep trying to bring us back down to earth, you know, like we all have something. There's the circumstances all something. are not who you are. Exactly. Exactly. And we keep rising above those things because those things, because Christ is in us, because we are Christ, because what is the verse again? What did Paul say again? Galatians 2.20, was it? I'll just keep talking a minute and I'll look it up again. Talk amongst yourselves. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Mm, yeah. And I no longer live. Wow. But Christ lives in me. <laughs> so we've got Christ in us. He's like, he's that full in us mm, that there's not on. even enough room for us anymore. <laughs> Oh, it's just so nice to be reminded of these things, to hear. I can hear the water in the background and the birds singing and just the simplicity of who we are. Like the simplicity of it when we just remove everything else from our thoughts. And our mind will always come back in there trying to tell us who we are based on our circumstances, based on what we do or don't have, based on our upbringing, based on our genealogy, like based on all of these things. There's all of these voices that want to whisper, oh yes, but don't forget. Oh yes, but don't you know. Oh yes, but. Yes, but nothing. Yes, but nothing. So I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And you. Yeah. And you and you and you mm, and everybody that yes. listens to this and everybody yeah. that you share it with yeah. who also listens to it. <laughs> it's the same for everybody that listens to it. Yes, it is. So in the midst of all mm. of our whinging and the mm. earlier on about our circumstances, about finances, etc., the circumstances of life that try and tell you who you are. Yeah. We would like to thank mm. those people that are supporting us financially, yeah, being absolutely. able to keep us in a home, uh, being able to pay for the things that are required to broadcast and to film and all those sorts of things as well. Mm. Those people that are supporting us, you know who you are. We don't want to mention names, but there is a couple of people in particular that 
have been very generous with their finances towards us recently. And we, mm. we, we know who you are. We know that you know who you are. And we just thank you eternally for your support of us that's enabled us to continue to do these things, to get this mm. message of Christ in us, yeah. not just in us, for us and not just for you, but mm. to other people that have not heard that before. Yeah. For Don, who has turned four now, we believe that our youngest listener was three and now he's four and his name is Don. Happy birthday, Don. Christ is in him as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's a little Christ. Yeah. So, so I think that Don knows that because mm. he hasn't had enough time. He hasn't had enough life existence to be told anything different yet. So may his reality always be mm. that he has Christ living in him. That he is a glorious new creation. Mm. Yeah. So we thank you for those people that have been supporting us, that have been are allowing us to get this message out mm. to the world. We thank you to everybody yeah. that's listening. Yes. And we ask you to consider, for those who haven't supported us, to consider supporting us. Just pray about it. It's, a, it's an old Christian way of saying think about it, but... Think about it. Put it, to, put it to the Christ in you. Ask yourself, am I able to support these guys to continue the work that they do? And if you feel like the answer is yes, you can support us on our website, wildfiretribe.life, and there is links to Patreon on there. Patreon is a great way to support people in our industry. Yeah. 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 Patreon's a great way to support people that are creative. Uh, so if you feel like it would be a great idea to support us, you can go there or you can contact us personally through any other link on our website. So who do you say you are? Who am I? That was the topic of conversation for today. Who am I? So who am I after all of that? I am Christ. Wow. It's very, it's pretty cool. Can you say that? Yeah, who I am you? Christ. I am Christ. Whoa. It's no longer I that live, but Christ, but that lives Christ in who me. lives in me. Galatians yeah. two twenty. We are sons with Him. So amazing. And Within so are you. Him. Yeah, and so are you. So thank you so much for listening to us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And yeah, just a just yeah. If you if you do want to consider supporting us, we would love that so much, guys. There's heaps of ways you can join us on Patreon, as Sean was explaining. It is an amazing space for people for creators. There are lots of people doing podcasts, and, and we also have a men's group every second Wednesday. You can join in that conversation if you wanted to. We have a monthly Zoom meeting as well where you can get on, anybody around the world can get on and talk with us and we can talk about topics such as this and encourage each other that we are Christ. Absolutely. And our books are open, guys. If you're in another country and you would like a visit from two incredible and amazing adventure mystics from Australia, then just book us a plane flight and we will see you in your city in your country in your town mm, where bring more, us to your country yeah we're more than excited to come to the states we'll come to sweden or germany or the uk anywhere we are, we've got passports yeah. we've got no criminal records <laughs> and we're very excited to be on the road and bringing the bliss your way so mm, yeah thanks so much for listening yeah thanks guys we are sean and kylie henderson this is wildfire tribe and thank you for joining us.